So God does not judge us according to our performances. The capacity to receive comes with so much grace because you know for sure that God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. He shall supply, he speak upon it. You are identified by the blood of Jesus. The blood that was shed at the cross. In him we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace. He became that sin offering. So why are you still talking about sin, sin, sin? That is a wrong doctrine. By one offering, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. He has perfected you. You have no sin. Once Christ is the central focus of who you are and your life, your identity changes, your mindsets change, your thinking, your living, because now you believe in right, you're living right through him. Wake up and unwind your day. Réveillez-vous et commencez votre journée avec Bioka, On a heart for a soul. Your word is truth. It sanctifies a soul with your truth. Your word is truth. For a soul, a heart for a soul. The light and warm your spirit in the dark or the cold. Healing what was broken, turn them parts to a whole. Heart for a soul, a heart for a soul. Yeah. Jesus Christ, way, truth, and the life for our souls. Pay the price, the ultimate sacrifice. What a love. While we get sin for death, we were destined. He stepped in as water and his blood was the cleansing. Lord, we were found. What's in a bound? Grace abound. What a passion, a piece of passing. All understanding where God's love is present. All condemnation is past in. For a soul, a heart for a soul. The light and warm your spirit in the Dark or the cold, healing what was broken, turn them parts to a whole. Heart for a soul, a heart for a soul. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you for this day that you have given us. We thank you so much yet again this week. You brought us back into your presence and into your love, into your rich mercies, into your word. Today, I thank you that, Lord, I just want to take a moment to pray for all dear listeners on a Heart for Soul program. I want to pray a blessing upon each and every single person listening in today, no matter wherever they are. If they're in Africa, they're in Asia, they're in Europe, they're in America. Lord, I pray for each single person, Lord. That anything they're going through, anything they're facing in their lives, it may be on a big scale or smaller scale, it may be micro or macro, whatever the circumstance or whatever measurement it is. Lord, I pray for each single person listening in today that you meet them at their point of need. That Lord, the coming week, this week actually as I speak today, that their lives may be transformed and changed forever. That something will change in that given situation any single person listening in today is facing. 
Lord, we thank you for the heart you've given us because it is your heart, the heart that was filled with so much love that endured every pain and suffering, that it went through whatever it had to go through. And that is the heart that we receive, we as souls, we as the spirit being, we as sons of God. And we thank you that you've poured that heart in this ministry. We thank you and glorify you and honor you. In Jesus' name we pray and say, Amen. Again, I want to welcome each and every one of you. I always love to start with a prayer as led by the Holy Spirit because sometimes before I actually come on air, the Lord has already spoken to me about what I should be praying for. I really believe we're living in times where so much is going on. We can't take for granted that people are fine, people are okay. But then on a different spectrum, we can also have hope, right? And courage that things are going to be better. Things are going to turn around and work for the good in every given circumstance or life that we're living in today. Amen. So I would like for each and every one of you to open your Bibles in Psalm 23, 3. Hallelujah. That is going to be my primary scripture, and I pray that as we move along, that the Lord is going to take us in a deeper place of understanding and comprehension of what he wants us to receive today. Hallelujah. So the Bible says in Psalm 23, 3, it says that he restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. I'm going to say this again. The scripture says, he restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. You know, every human being walks through a path or let's say different paths, right? In life, whether one believes in God or whether one does not believe in God. There are different parts we can take in life. And many people have made different decisions which have led them in different parts. The one thing for sure as children, when we are born, I really do believe that every single being listening in today, by the grace of God, we've been children at some point, right? So this one thing for sure is that when children are born, In the natural perspective, now I'm not talking about the biblical perspective or the supernatural perspective or spiritual perspective. I'm now speaking from a natural perspective because as I speak today, many of us, and I can speak this plainly on my side, I was born with that perspective, the natural perspective, right? Raised in the natural perspective. So the one thing I can speak about as children who are born in that natural perspective, parents won't know the path their children will take or which walk of life they will take. Amen. People decide what kind of life they want to live based on the different circumstances they meet in life or factors. And just to kind of create a clarity on this, such factors could be the uncertainty depending on what environment children live in or they're brought in, what schools they attend, what friends they meet along the way, you know, along the journey of life, what choices and decisions they make in life. And also even the purpose those children have or the young adults or the journey they take. 
the choices and decisions also lead to the purpose that they have in life. Amen. So all these factors being mentioned determine the path in life that we take. So whether that path is negative or whether it is positive or whether we have life choices that are negative or positive, these factors can determine one's path. They can determine whether your life is going to lead in a certain way. So when I say the path, and certain times the choices that we make can also determine the prosperity or the prosperous life one can live, the successful life. And then also on the other side, the choices we make in life can also lead us to a journey that is not so successful, a journey that is not so prosperous. So in this way, on earth, we have different parts. And I'm pretty sure many of you have taking different routes in life, but at some point we all meet based on the path that we have taken in life. So on earth, the different paths, and this is where actually it goes deeper for you to understand, given the different paths that we take, religion also determines the path that someone is going to take values you know much as i said the environment that we are brought up in homes that we're brought up in schools that we attend but even religion does so one's belief can also determine that the path that they're going to take so a lot of times the natural path comes as a result of walking as opposed to path that is of god amen god's instruction and leading leads one to a different path. Amen? So the natural path in many times, and this I speak from a place where I have also walked in life, the natural path in most times is built or rooted or established from a place of self-centeredness, self-indulgence, self-satisfaction, self-gratification, that self-being, that place where you're like, it is me, I. It is about my journey. So everything in that path, for instance, from the natural perspective, it comes from a place of you wanting to see something in life. Let's say, for instance, a long-term goal, a short-term goal, a medium goal. And all those we set them in life based on what we think we want or what we think is best for us. Proverbs 12, 28. In the way of righteousness is life, and in its pathway there is no death. You know, let me say something. In the path of righteousness, there is eternal life. When the king of righteousness leads the path of righteousness, you know for sure that there's only life in it. So what Proverbs 12, 28 is trying to explain to us, child of God, is that in the way of righteousness is life. Not all path that we take is righteous. Not every path that we take or have a decision to partake is of the righteousness. Or it is righteous. Amen. But the scripture is telling us in Proverbs 12, 28 that in the way of righteousness is life. And in its pathway. There is no death, meaning that there is a different path that can lead one to death. 
So child of God listening in today, the path of righteousness only includes things like eternal life, eternal glory, eternal redemption, eternal sanctification, eternal wisdom, anything that is emitted or that is established in that path only comes from God. And when I say God, I mean God the Father. So in this way, we find that in that path for sure, there is no death. Therefore, those who follow this path of righteousness receive life. And they receive it more abundantly because they receive it from the king of righteousness, who is Jesus Christ. John 5, 21 says that for as the father raises the dead and gives life to them, even so the son gives life to whom he will. So when you read this scripture, you come to a realization that even when we are dead, even when we are walking the path of death, right? Once we receive the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, God the Father gives us life because we are in him. We are as a branch of righteousness received from his son, Jesus Christ. So which means that the son who lives within us will forever give us life and that life dwells in us. John 5 26 also says that for as the father has given life in himself, so he has granted the son to have life in himself. That is what I was saying that the life that is in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior is the life that we receive, child of God. John 1 4 says that in him was life. And the life was the light of men. So this scripture means that in Jesus Christ was life and the life was the light of men. Meaning that the life that is in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we receive from it and it becomes like an entrance of light that we receive and start to comprehend life and walk the right path of righteousness. Which goes back to Proverbs 12, 28, saying that the way of righteousness is life. So, child of God, for us to walk the way of righteousness, which is life, is for us to walk as led by the king of righteousness and who is Jesus Christ. And once we're walking with him, there is no death. These were the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. As the living father sent me. I live because of the Father. So he who feeds on me will live because of me. So, child of God, for a believer, one thing I can say is this. God has already set a directed path for us. He has set a directed path for each and every dear listener listening in today. Amen? So with sons of God, we don't make our own way. We don't make our own path. Just like what the natural perspective does. Remember when, I, when we began the sermon, I mentioned that side of how to do things. The natural perspective of how to lead a path based on the natural perspective. And that perspective is based on self. But under this path of righteousness, which we are introduced to in Proverbs 12, 28, this path involves us to come to that surrendering our own will to the will of God. 
where it intertwines, it interconnects and becomes one will. And that's how we lead, we are led and walk in the path of righteousness. Amen. So as a believer, this path is rooted and established in the righteousness of God through his son, Jesus Christ. And this is where it really becomes very important for you, child of God, to receive by the grace of God. Going back to John 6, 57, where it says, as the living father sent me, that was Jesus speaking, and I live because of the father. So he who feeds on me will live because of me. There is nowhere, child of God, as a believer under the grace covenant, that we can do things on our own. Anything besides Jesus Christ, anything besides the king of righteousness, anything beside him does not emanate from him. And anything that we need in our life should originate from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So I really pray that we're clear on that because Proverbs 3, actually, let me talk about it. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 says that trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Do you hear that? This scripture is truly explaining to us exactly what is written in John 6, 57 showing us that we feed from him, we receive from him. It's only that our heart should lean only on him. Our understanding, comprehension of life, of where we're heading, of what he wants us to do, how we're living, decisions we're making, choices we're making, all this we feed from him. And this is where it really gets so interesting that once we lean on his own understanding, his instruction, his clarity, his ways, child of God, he will acknowledge us. We will walk in that direction of the path that he wants us to walk. So it is very vital for us as believers to know where we're walking, how we're walking, why we're walking that path of righteousness through Jesus Christ. Because think about it, child of God, right? And this is where it really gets so important for us to receive the word of God daily, on a daily basis. If you're walking a path that you don't know why you're walking that particular path, then I'm pretty sure at some point you get to a place where you're like, I don't understand what I'm doing, why I'm doing this. I'm done with this, right? You easily get that attitude of, saying, I'm done with this because I don't understand what I'm doing or where I'm going or where this is heading, you know. But when we come and listen to the word of God daily, read the word daily, come to that place where our life, right, going back to John 6, 57, our life lives in Jesus Christ and we feed on him daily because he is the bread which came down from heaven and he's that manna that we partake every day. That means that child of God, how we walk, why we walk, where we walk becomes easy because we are led by the Lord Jesus Christ. So there is no other path except one which is led down by the king of righteousness and who is our Lord Jesus Christ and savior of our life. Amen. So a life that is based and built on the word of God, child of God, walks in the instruction of the wisdom of God. This life 
that walks under the instructions of righteousness, creates that path of righteousness for a person believing. Can I say something that may actually shock a few of you? No one can ever force you in this path, the path of righteousness. This is something that comes between you and God. Because before you walk this path, there's that atonement. There's that place where you accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I love how it is written in Colossians that we receive the Lord Jesus Christ, right? And we walk in him. We walk. So first you receive and then you walk. But a lot of times, if we decide to walk before we receive that relationship between our Lord Jesus Christ, it takes me back to what I was saying. You won't know the why, you won't know the what, you won't know the where, you won't know the how. And that, child of God, is where you find, as you're walking down the road in the journey of salvation, when things get hard, when mountains come in front of you, you become shaky, right? That shakes your faith. At some point, I've seen certain times when people really give up on the Lord. They give up on salvation and say, that is really hard for me. I'm back into the world. And this is where we get that explanation. It's because that sister or brother did not come to that place of understanding truly what they were receiving. Amen. Because once you come to that revelation of knowledge and you know what exactly you're receiving, child of God, no matter the journey, because once you know that you're feeding from the bread of life, feeding from the king of righteousness, feeding from Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then the journey, no matter what it throws at you, you know he's leading. You know that he's taking charge of this. Amen? So the life that we walk as believers is led by the instructions of God. Amen? And the instructions of God lead us step by step. They lead us in this life of righteousness which contains eternal life which contains peace, which contains joy, which contains restoration, which contains health, which contains success, which contains wholeness, which contains fulfillment, which contains contentment, which contains satisfaction, freedom, liberty, prosperity, health. I can go on and on and on. I love what it's written in 2 Timothy 3.16. This is like one of my favorite scriptures. It says that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Did you hear that? Scripture is given to us. It is given to us for instruction in righteousness. Meaning, child of God, that once we are walking the path of righteousness, we do actually have instructions. We do actually have a guide. We do actually have something we can look at and understand how to take the next step, the next step after the next step. Let me ask a question, right? It's just a rhetorical question, right? Have you ever walked in a path? That is not led by Jesus Christ. I know some of you listening in today could be like, yes, I have. And some could say, no, I have not. Here's the thing. Most of us, at some point, we have, right? Us who were not, we were not raised in that environment, you know, where Jesus Christ is taught, where Jesus Christ is spoken about. 
We were not. And I'm pretty sure some of you listening in too can attest to that, right? But before we came to know, to believe and confess Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we walked in a different path. And that path, for some reason, it was filled with, I could say, right now, when we look back or we compare that path with the path that we are walking today, that path lingered in a spirit of the world. And that path had so much going on on its own. But once you were there, you never knew that actually there's a different path all the way. And that path, for some reason, as we, we do a comparison, right? And we do an analysis, you come to a realization that at some point you lived in confusion, destructions, wrong believing. You lived in strongholds. You lived in pain, sickness, poverty. You had that going on. And here's my point, child of God. There are so many people in the world today living that life, but they don't know that there is a very different path all the way together. And this is where the gospel comes in. This is where the imperative of preaching the gospel becomes very important. Amen. It becomes very, very critical because once child of God, you've lived that life. And you've, by the grace of God, transitioned or lifted your leg through the grace of God to the different path. And now you're secure and settled, established and rooted in the path of righteousness. You, once you walk this path and you see the beauty in it, and you see the supernatural power in it, and you see the eternal life in it, the abundance in it, the grace in it, the shalom peace in it. You come to a place where you say, no matter what it takes, if I can be able to acquire this grace and receive the beauty that is in this path, I have to preach and speak and do whatever I can do by the grace of God given to me to be able to speak and also help the other people who are in the path that is of bondage. So you see where men and women of God get up in the morning and preach the gospel. Men and women of God go in war zones and help the sick, the lame, the blind, and do all sorts of things. Now, do you see where Jesus Christ was coming from with his ministry to redeem us from the path of bondage, to redeem us from the law, to redeem us from condemnation? Now, do you see that? Because there is that comparison. Hallelujah. So when Jesus Christ took our place at the cross, the path you and I, dear listener, were taking back in the life that we were living on earth and which many of us actually really thought that was going to be our eternity. We thought actually we're living the right path. And this is why at some point when we preach to certain people, someone is like, you know what? Don't tell me about your God. Don't tell me about your Jesus. Because they're very comfortable where they are. They believe that that life is quite okay. And don't take me wrong, but let me tell you, once you're in that path, once you're living that life, someone can tell you about the goodness of Jesus. And I'm telling you the truth. At some point, they sound like they're delusional. Like what they're saying is all erroneous. It doesn't make sense. It takes only the grace of God, child of God. It takes only the grace of God. And that is why it needed his beloved son to be able to take us away from the path 
transform us, change us from that path of bondage to the path of righteousness. Hallelujah. It was only and it could only be done through Jesus Christ that our path would turn around and become clean and be made a grace ground path that we would walk in life as we speak today. So once we see our brothers and sisters still in that path, let us never become too high of ourselves once now that we've acquired this gift of grace and, and salvation. But let us continue to pray for them. Let us continue actually to preach and not give up and not become weary. Because as long as this word can fall in the ears of someone, child of God, there's something that can be done in one's life. Hallelujah. So Jesus Christ is that word. Is the word of God that we feed on in order to continue to acquire that sense of direction. Let us open our Bibles in John 1. It says, John 1, 14, it says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we behold his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So the word of God is Jesus Christ. And as long as we feed on this word, we shall continue to acquire a sense of direction to walk the path of righteousness. Amen. Jesus Christ is the direction, he is the guidance we have, we as believers today under the grace covenant. It's only through the word of God, through the word, the scripture, child of God, we as believers can receive, number one, and walk, number two, in the fullness of God's divine destiny. Hallelujah. And this is something I know I mentioned when we were beginning the sermon, but however, I, I really pray by the grace of God that I put that emphasis on this, what I'm about to speak. Our destiny under the grace covenant, under we as believers in salvation, our destiny does not belong to us. I mean, it is not formed, it is not established, it is not made up based on our desires. I love in Isaiah, prophet Isaiah said in Isaiah 26, 9, that my soul desires for you in the night and my spirit seeks you early in the morning. For us to come to that place, it is like a place of dying. You die to self, you surrender it all to him. And it becomes that life that is made and formed in a relationship between you and Christ. And that is a relationship that actually, to be honest, not even your father, not even your mother, not even your best friend, not even any person you call so dearly can articulate, can even come in between. So one thing we must understand that we are a very, very blessed generation because we have the word of God written for us to guide us like a roadmap to lead us in every single aspect of our lives. The word of God equips us as sons of God to thoroughly comprehend God's will for our lives. This is where it becomes so important that every time you come in the presence of the Lord, you come to listen to the word of God, you take it seriously. Amen. I'm reminded every day when I'm listening to a given sermon, you know, when I listen to a given sermon, before I listen. I said these words, I said, dear Lord, I receive the ministration of your word. Because it's not something you play around with. It's not something you say, okay, I'll listen when I want. Oh, you're listening while you're talking, you're, you're doing this. 
It is something once you go back in John 1, 14 and read that, and the word became flesh, dwelt among us, and we behold his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. As long as you read that and it really sinks in you, it sinks and sits in you, and it is contained in you, you start to see the word of God in a very different dimension. You start to see it and honor it and respect it and give it that rightful place where you know that the word of God, when I come to read the word of God, when, or when I'm listening to the word of God, God can speak to me any minute. And within that minute, my life can change completely. Hallelujah. Because once you have that mind in you, that attitude in you, the word of God is going to work for you in life and it will lead you in the path of righteousness. So it's only through us knowing God's will for our lives that we can get or follow each step in life. As we walk the path of righteousness, one thing we must understand is that God's will is for us to have abundant life. God's will is for us to have peace. God's will is for us to be fulfilled. God's will is for us to be provided for. So our path of righteousness is orchestrated by Jesus Christ. As long as we have salvation, that gift of salvation, right? That gave us a ticket to walk in the path of righteousness. Jesus Christ today under the grace covenant is our restorer. He is the one who holds our hands while we're walking. It actually gives us an analogy of a father on earth. Let's think of that. Create that picture composition within yourself. A father holding a hand of his dear son. And you're walking the path together. Just imagine that. How the child can feel within their heart. How they feel within their spirit and soul. And in their mind. They will feel so loved. When that hand is being held by their father. And the same, when we carry that same analogy, we see the same. This is where the psalmist is saying that he restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. To lead, to lead child of God, it means that he causes you as a believer to access the direction of path of righteousness. He takes the initiative in walking the path of righteousness. So in other words, he enables every believer to acquire a position of advantage in the path of righteousness while we're living in this challenging world. Amen. This is where it actually becomes very, very revelational. This scripture can become very, very revelational. Can I say something? The depth of some of these scriptures, that is why actually I love the fact that uh, in John, Jesus Christ said that some of these things were hidden to the prophet. It was hidden from the men of God in the Old Testament because these things were written. They were written specifically for the generation that would receive the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. They were written for us to see Christ in the scriptures. So Christ enables us to acquire that position, to be advantaged. Why? Why would he do that? Because he knew the world that we're living in is filled with tribulation. And I love the fact that he also reminds us in the scriptures that the world that you live in will be filled with tribulation, but do not fear. He says that he's giving us peace. 
So once we live in this world, once we're in this world and we're walking in the world, we must understand that the path that we're living, no matter how we are in the world, right? Our physical being, but we're not. Because we're spirit being, we are of Christ, we're the righteousness of Christ. So the path that we take by the grace of God is led by Christ Jesus. Let me give an analogy, right? Today we use navigation systems to access directions to, let's say, any given place or location, right? As I speak, I can place an address of any sort, right? Any address in a given location in the United States. Let me use United States, right? No matter how far, child of God, that location is, whether it's in a different city, whether it's in a different state within the U.S., the navigation system will show me the way to get there. It will show me what route to take, what flyaway to take, or what highway. I know in some nations, for some dear listeners listening to us who are living in the U.K. or in different countries, you call those different, you know, names. But whether it's a flyaway or a highway or the main road, the navigation system will show you the way to, or it will show me the way to that location, right? However, this is something I realized that the navigation system cannot show me where the challenges are going to be on that road. It cannot show me where there's going to be a loophole. It cannot show me where I'm going to, let's say, for instance, where my journey can have any hardships you know, or it cannot show me that this is where you're going to stop and take a drink or what. No, it can't show certain details, but it can show me where my starting point is and where I'm heading and what direction to take, right? And so, child of God, the only thing the navigation system shows me is the distance and what time I can get there. So what happens in between the starting point and the finishing point, child of God, going in that deeper details, one cannot see. One cannot know what would lie in between that journey. The same analogy, once we carry it in the life that we're living in, even given the path of righteousness, child of God, Jesus Christ knew you before you were born in your mother's, you were actually formed in your mother's womb or before you were born and placed on this earth. He had already directed your path, the path of righteousness. Amen. However, this is where it really gets a little bit complicated. We don't know what lies in between this journey. We don't know who we're going to meet. We don't know who we're going to eat with one night. We don't know who you're going to talk to. Case in point, for example, right? If let's say you're going to go to a grocery store to go buy some groceries, you don't know who you're going to meet there. You don't know unless if someone, you've made an appointment with someone and you know you two are going to meet at a certain point, but out of nowhere in your journey during that day, you meet certain people you never knew you would meet. And that is how certain life, like the path or the paths in life that we take turn out or the outcomes of it. But this is where my point is, child of God, right? Just like the navigation system 
if it directs you somewhere you don't know and and deliberately insist on going your way, there is a very big chance that you will get lost, number one. And number two, you may take longer than you should have taken to your destination. So how many of you know, speaking plainly, that today a lot of things are changing? And sometimes we may not know the answers to the certain questions or the things that we're going to behold the next time or the next moment. But if one has hope and faith in Jesus Christ, then the tribulation he was talking about in the scriptures, that means that we can go through them because we have Jesus Christ as our navigation system. We have him to guide us. We have him to show us what to do step by step. We may not know what is coming the next month. We don't know what's coming six months, but he already knows. And the fact that we have the good news that the path of righteousness is already secure. He has already moved it. The difference between the navigation system that I was talking about of what we're using on earth, for it, it has not even gone through that journey. But the differentiation between the path of righteousness that Christ has already taken as our navigator, he has walked it. <laughs> we bless the name of Jesus. He has already walked it. So Jesus Christ at the cross overcame every enemy, child of God. And this I speak by the grace of God. He gave us victory over all things in this path, the path of righteousness. So if I'm speaking to you, child of God, and you're facing a certain hardship, tribulation, affliction, trial, challenge, and you're saved, you're born again, you're Christian, you said, you know what, evangelist, I pray, I believe the Lord, my trust is in him, my hope is in him, but I'm facing such and such circumstances. That's why at the beginning I was praying for every single dear listener listening in today. But here's the point. One thing I have good news for you today. Jesus Christ already walked the path you're walking. So at the end of the day, rest, relax, and know that he overcame everything that is in this path. The path of righteousness that you're walking today. He overcame everything. So one thing you must understand is that every step you're taking, you're taking victory. You're walking victory. Actually, today, start to speak it in your life. Say, I'm a victorious, righteous person. Every moment you walk, you say, I'm a victorious, righteous person. And the proclamation, every time you're confessing it with your mouth, trust me, child of God, something is being done in the journey that you're living, you're walking. And tell you what, as you led in this journey, things are going to turn around for his name's sake. Remember what the scripture said in Psalm 23, 3. It says that he restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Now that answers the why we walk the journey. The reason why we walk this journey is because for his name's sake. Now do you see the very big comparison and a very big difference between the journey that we walk under the path of righteousness and the journey that is of the natural perspective? Do you see the very big difference here? The journey of righteousness, we walk because of his namesake. The answer lies in Psalm 23, 3, the why, the why question. But under the natural perspective, the world earth, 
that we used to take or what, that some people still taking and which I said we continue to pray for them for our dear beloved people is that once that path you're walking it right the why question is based on self the self effort the self interests the self indulging the self gratification right let me give an example right for instance let's have two people two people one is by the grace of god they've received the path of righteousness and one has not yet by the grace of god they've not yet but let's have that example right but both of them have that place of desiring to acquire let's say a certain career right a certain business entrepreneurship and they have that vision and the image both of them their long-term goals or their goals or what they want to achieve out of it, it won't be the same. Because based on the different values, each and or beliefs both of them carry, they're different. The why of the person walking the path of righteousness, why they're walking that path, their why many times, and this I speak by the grace of God, that for someone who has a true deep relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, their why of the career or the, the reason why they want to acquire a certain thing is because it is based on Jesus Christ's sake. It is based on his reasoning. It is based on his will. And then on the other spectrum, under that life, the worldly life, the natural perspective, the reason why we want certain careers or want certain entrepreneurship position or that one thing that we're striving for is because we want it for ourselves. We want it for us. So you see, the difference between the two can determine so many things. They can impact so many things in your life. It can affect so many things in your life based on what you believe in. So what you believe can lead you to a certain path of living. And that certain path of living can determine so many things, the outcomes of your life. Amen. So all who believe in Jesus Christ and his word receive instruction through his wisdom. We receive from his word. Life with Jesus Christ's wisdom is that life that is led and being guided. Right? We're guided to walk this journey. I love what it is written in Proverbs 3.13. It says, it talks about wisdom, right? It says that happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. For her proceeds are better than the profits of silver and her gain than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies and all the things you may desire cannot compare with her. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, and happy are all who retain her. That's what the scripture talks about wisdom from God, right? Under the grace covenant, we speak of the wisdom of Christ. 1 Corinthians 1.30 says that he became the wisdom for us. He did. So happy are we who find the wisdom. And that wisdom is Jesus Christ. And the man who gains 
understanding because our comprehension comes from going deep in the word and, and partaking of the manna, the bread that is of him and eating of that. And that is how child of God, we retain that wisdom and it builds us into, transforms us and makes us the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So the path of righteousness gives every believer that direction to the significance of purpose. Amen? Purpose can only come through the existence of our Lord Jesus Christ. And again, many times people say have purpose in the natural perspective or in the natural sense. But purpose again can also be based on self. But walking the path of righteousness, your purpose exists best on the significance of the word of God. And I love the fact that the more you read the word of God or you go deep in the revelation of knowledge of God, you acquire a bigger imagination and meditation of who he is and you fall deeper in the love, you fall deeper in the rich mercies of Christ. Amen. Psalm 19, 14 talks about the meditating heart. You come to that place where you receive that word and it creates a heart that is filled with the love of Jesus. So where we see ourselves going in life comes to that place of having the will of God created in us. And the will of God to come within us, child of God, like I said before, it comes from you listening more and more and more of the word of God, right? Because the Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. So child of God, the only path of righteousness we lead or we live or we walk in, that path can lead us to bigger things in life, bigger, beyond your imagination, beyond your expectation. Proverbs 4, 26 says, Ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. So are we pondering today? Are you meditating on that path? Are you meditating where you see yourself God taking you? Because to be honest, child of God, God did not create us just to sit on earth and just sit and become too self-absorbed or self-conscious of ourselves and what we're doing. And that is all. I really do believe that life has more than that. Life is more than what we see on television, what we see with eyes, what we taught in school. It is more of that. It is bigger than even life. It is bigger than anything you can ever comprehend. We are created for the glory of God. Also to be the stewards of God's creation on earth. God created us to have the fullness of life in his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. And that is why. We were created in his own image. He did not wake up and form man out of something he really disliked. He created us in his own image. And that's what the Bible says in Genesis. So before we take the path of righteousness, we first have to know who we are and whose we are. For the last two weeks, I have preached about the, our identity in the king of righteousness and branch of righteousness. And I pray that any person listening in today kindly find those two summons. But believers under the grace covenant are founded in Jesus Christ alone. And from there we walk, like I said in Colossians 2.6, right? As you therefore have received Christ, Jesus is the Lord, so walk in him. Walk in him. 
Amen. Anything beside that one branch, child of God, anything that is not attached to the true vine means that it is producing fruit from somewhere else. It is very significant to know and believe that the path of righteousness comes to us only through Jesus Christ. This is not a path we work for. This is not a path we come and say that, oh dear Lord, I have performed, I've done A, B, C, D, and E, so now it's time for you to give me your path. This is a place where we're led through the gift of salvation, through the gift of righteousness, through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, through his sufferings, the endurance he had to go through so that we could walk that path. Amen? So our establishment in this path is only and only and only based on Jesus Christ. First Thessalonians 4, 1 says that finally then, brethren, we urge you and exhort in the Lord Jesus that you should abound more and more just as you received from us how you ought to walk and to please God. Child of God, we're walking in this life, however, as we receive, we need to walk. We need to walk. As we're receiving from him, we need to walk. We need to walk that path of righteousness as we please unto the Lord. Amen? So those who take this path of righteousness, surely, and this child of God, they surely receive. They surely receive much more. They receive much more from God the Father. Like I said, this is not a path we work for. However, once we receive it as a gift, as a grace gift to us, and we walk the path, then God also, he supplies. He does not supply to us because we worked for the path, just like what the law teaches. But we, as we walk that path, we walk based on the grace. Amen. What Christ did for us. Amen. Remember, his son reconciled us to him, reconciled to God the Father. Jesus Christ reconciled to God the Father. We are now considered the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. So, given that transformation, us being considered as sons of God, when God sees us, he sees his son. And as such, we're the sons of God in Christ. We receive all the kingdom inheritance when we walk in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Proverbs 8.20 reads that I traverse the way of righteousness in the midst of the path of justice that I may cause those who love me to inherit wealth that I may fill their treasures. That's a promise from the Lord. It's a promise from God. Do you notice that verse 22 says that the Lord Actually, let me read verse 22 as well. It says that the Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way, before his works of old. Do you notice that the Lord possessed me at the beginning of his way? Do you notice that in the scripture? When I read the scriptures like this, sometimes I just want to scream or, you know, I dance a little bit. Because if he possessed me, if I belong to him, I am his Remember I said it is important to know whose you are, child of God. Then that means that as sons of God, we belong. We belong to only him. So nothing can snatch you or take you away from the path of righteousness. So we are definitely, child of God, blessed. We live in a blessed generation. 
And for those who receive the revelational knowledge to know that they're blessed, that the one that they call the father, the one they call the one who leads them and guides them and restores them and leads them in this path, that he blesses them mightily, that he gives them much more capacity to receive. Let me tell you, life will become what you see in the scriptures. It will. Everything was already done for us. It was done for you and me at the cross. Nowhere do we go walk or pass that Christ has not passed. For some of you listening in today, you may be going through something and you say, but truly, does really God remember me? Does really Jesus know what pain, what heart, what sorrow I'm facing right now? Does he hear me? I want to tell you something, child of God. I pray that by the grace of God, you receive this. He knows you. He is here for you. And he will change that situation. And I speak by the grace of God, everything is going to turn around for you. And things will become so better. So we are given this foundation. We were given the purpose to live for on earth through the grace of God. Because Christ already went through this path. Nothing we go through is new to him. He has. He knows every pain. He has lost a loved one. He has cried. He cried when Lazarus died. He knows the shame. When one goes through shame and they're being condemned for the wrong they've done, he knows it. He knows that pain. When they brought that woman who was being condemned about prostitution, he knew it. He said, if any of you have not done anything, pick up a stone and hit her. No one did. Because they knew they've even done worse things. He knows. He knows every pain. He knows every heart. The man who was seated at the pool at Bethesda, he didn't get his healing for 38 years. And he said everyone would come and pass by him and go receive their healing because they went to the pool. And for him, he was seated there for 38 years. Jesus told him, get up and walk. He healed him. Then he knows your pain. He knows your heart. He knows what you're going through. He knows you. Don't look at yourself. Don't let the enemy put certain thoughts in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit, in your vision to see only the wrong. Choosing to be led by Jesus Christ is an honor. It is an opportunity for us actually to let him show us the right way to go. That is true humility. It is true humility. Saying, I surrender it all to you. Show me, Lord. I don't know, but show me, Lord. Amen. With Jesus Christ, there is protection. And remember, like when I gave that analogy of the navigation system, the navigation system does not protect you. But it, it shows you that you're going to live from the starting point of your journey to the ending point of that location you're heading to. However, it never gives you the protection. It never tells you the safety. It never tells you, oh, once you get to this point, there's going to be trees and they're going to be thieves. They're going to be people, you know, waiting for you. It doesn't. That's my point. But with Christ, you see, this is where it gets so, so deep. Once you're in prayer, once you have that relationship with him, through the Holy Spirit, he will tell you, no, I think, hold on. Just take a moment. 
Now it's time to take this step. It's time to do A, B, C. Don't do this. Do this. That is what it is. I'm talking about that Jesus has already walked the path for us. He will tell you this is the person to deal with. This is where you should invest. This is what you should buy. This is what you shouldn't buy. This is what you should do. He shows you what to do, when to do it, how to do it, why to do it. And then he also shows you what not to do, when not to do it, how not to do it, and why not to do it. But he gives us protection within that path of righteousness we're walking. The safety, the peace. He also gives us the light to show us where the loopholes are. Psalm 119, 105 says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. I'm going to say this again. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So his word will guide us, lead us, show us the roadmap. But then at the same time, it's directing us, giving us protection and safety and peace. So any loopholes along the journey, we can easily see them. No matter wherever they are hidden, we can see them, child of God. The path of righteousness has already been led by Christ. And that journey is of grace. Because it is best and rooted and established on a graceful ground. Proverbs 5.21 says that for the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord. And he ponders all the path. Amen. Hebrews 12.13 says it and make straight paths for your feet. So that what is lame may not be dislocated but rather be healed. The times when, you know, even when we're walking the path of righteousness, things can tend to become a little bit challenging, right? For instance, you know, I've talked to ministers and they serve, you know, and they give their all in it. But the times when things, you know, become a little bit challenging in that path of righteousness. But this is where the scripture comes in place and it says, make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated. Anything can seem like it is not working. Things are not moving like you're stuck. It is lame. It is weak. But I'm telling you, it is in those moments Christ is working and healing you. Healing that place. Healing that situation. Turning around. This scripture can also mean if you're going through a certain challenge, healing issue, and you need healing, this can also speak in that situation. But it can also speak in ministry. It can speak in our homes, in our marriages. It can speak in our finances. It can speak in any given circumstance. And make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather be healed. But rather be healed. I love that. But rather be healed. Someone said, but rather be healed. But rather be healed in my marriage. But rather be healed in my children. If you have children who are on drugs, who are dealing with anything, just speak it. But be healed. But rather be healed, my children. But rather be healed in my finances. But rather be healed in my businesses. For those who have lost their businesses in the last months and their business is not working so well, say, but rather be healed. And tell you what, there is power. Power that proceeds in that faith. 
in you knowing that the word of Christ, the word of God's being spoken is a lamp unto my feet. This is where child of God becomes deep. This is where it becomes revelational. Not to take the word for granted because the answers lie deep in the scriptures. The answers. I love the fact that Jesus Christ was speaking to the Sadducees and said, you're mistaken not to know the scriptures and the power of God. It is important, you know, and this is something we must take seriously. We can have all the knowledge we have based on our experiences, work experiences or school or qualifications or anything. But if we don't come down to the wisdom that comes from above, from the heavens, the bread of life, the wisdom that is of Christ, the path that we're walking may be shaky. And when the times come and it is shaky, when you don't have the answers, you won't have the answers. So our position is secured, child of God, dear listener, believer, today, in the righteousness of God. We are made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So therefore, as we're ending today, I pray that may the grace of God guide us through and walk the path of righteousness in Jesus Christ. I pray that our position will be centered in the righteousness of God. Proverbs 4.26 says, again, like I said before, ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much for your faithfulness and your grace and your love. We thank you for the word you've given us through your son, Jesus Christ. His word came in flesh and dwelt among us, and we behold that forever and walk in it. The lives that we live, the path, the journey that we're walking, we know he has walked it. We know he endured, he overcame the enemy, he overcame it all. And we believe from today that we're walking in his protection, his safety, his love, his fullness, his light, the entrance of his light gives us understanding and comprehension to the word. And we know that, Lord, we're not alone in this journey. We know that where we're heading, Lord, that you have already secured the big and mighty and beautiful things ahead of us. I pray for every single person today who's seeking your purpose, who's seeking your will, who's seeking to know. What to do next? What lies in between the journey? What questions they have? Lord, answer them. Meet them at their point of need. Today, I believe it and I know that my Jesus is going to do it. We thank you so much for the word, Holy Spirit, that you have fed us today and we receive much more capacity to receive. The depth of the mysteries that lie in the scriptures. We receive more of the manifold wisdom of God. We receive more. We're hungry. We desire more. Oh Lord Jesus, take us deeper. Let our souls desire you in the night. Our spirits seek you early in the morning. Every minute, second and hour, let us worship you in spirit and in truth. Let us know you more and more. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray and say, Amen.
I want to take a moment and pray for our dear listeners who say, I'm listening today, evangelists. And I want the righteous Jesus you've spoken about. I want him to lead this path that I'm deciding to take today. And if there's someone who says, you know what, I've walked this path before. However, the path that I walked, I never really understood the why, the when, the what, and the how. I never knew the purpose of the journey that I was walking. But today I want to renew my life and walk this path by the grace of God and walk it the way the Lord would want me to. And with his guidance, and I want to say that clearly, with his leading and guidance, I want to pray for the two people who are saying those words. Say, Heavenly Father, through your Son, Jesus Christ, today I believe and confess with my mouth that I am saved by the grace of God. Not through my works or effort. I am forever justified by faith through your son. Jesus, you were delivered for all my past, present, and future sins. And you were raised for my justification. From today, I renounce my old man and nature because it was crucified with you at the cross. I now live and walk in the newness of life in Christ Jesus. I am born of Christ. I believe I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Child of God, welcome to the greatest gift of salvation. You are now a new creature. All things have passed away. Please find a church that preaches the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ through grace and truth. For you to have a grace-filled foundation and growth in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is very important, child of God, you find a church that truly preaches the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? So that you can grow. So that you can know the trueness of God. Amen? So that you can acquire salvation. Because sometimes, the reason why I say that, child of God, sometimes we become born again. Yes, we have salvation. But we don't grow. We don't get into the word and fall in love with Jesus every single day. We, we don't come to that place of expounding our knowledge about him. And I pray that you find that community that is going to bring you to so closer to Jesus. Amen. May God continue to bless you. I speak a blessing of Abraham upon each and every one of you listening in today. And may God bless you richly. Talk to you next week. God bless you all. Bye.